Hey, Honeymooners, you can find ad-free episodes, Moshe's DJ sets, merch discounts, and so much more on our Patreon. Check it out at patreon.com slash endlesshoneymoon or click the link in the description of this episode. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. It's me, Moshe Kasher, with my brand new voice. And his same old wife. You know, honey, every day I wake up next to you, uh, it's like a different woman. In that I feel that you might have multiple personality disorder. Well, you know, you actually don't wake up next to me because by the time you wake up every day, I'm already way, way into my day. You know, it's funny. You do this character on the podcast, I've noticed, where uh, you're like the put-upon wife. But in reality, uh, you're broadcasting a persona to our listeners that doesn't really accurately reflect the situation on the ground in our household. The The other day you woke up at 11.15 actually. And that I was, was very rare and it was like 10.15. And you didn't even mention, you didn't even mention it as a like, hey, that was a solid. Thanks, brother. I did. You know, the other day I caught you in the most um, Natasha Legero position I've ever caught you in. We, ca- we came home. And you're having your uh, the tile redone in your uh, uh, antique bathroom? Well, because it's all old pink tile, so I tried to keep it all when we moved in, but the floor is so cracked, I, I had to take it and out. And I came around the corner, and Natasha was on her knees, nearly weeping, going, they destroyed it. They destroyed it. And it was as if it felt... Because they took pink, some of the pink tiles off like the wall. Had a, it was as severe as if someone had abducted our child. And no, then it I said, wasn't. destroyed what? And she was like, four pink tiles. And in reality, you were like about to cry over but four But I love tiles. those old tiles because they're irreplaceable and I love, um, I just love old things and I hate you, for them to get destroyed. You are neurodivergent as it applies to uh, antique house things. I guess so. When it comes to that, you have an, uh, your own unique way. And I love you for it. Natasha, speaking of unique ways, we had a big to do a big kerfuffle a big conflict about lingerie last week Mm. and our listeners you know it's always interesting to know what will get our listeners really to get their gears going (laughs) and you guys we got a lot of feedback moshe says lingerie is dumb no one likes it well how could a man like it and he uh and i'm telling him that that's not normal right and we got a lot of feedback so we thought we'd go through some of it okay here's one hi 28 year old hetero guy here who just listened to the valentine's day special also not a fan of lingerie what's up my dude by the way not (laughs) a fan i just want to shout shout you out and say what's up my dude and happy valentine's we should have hung out we should have done a bro in times so uh, he's thought about this a great deal a few years ago, and so he had to write in. Firstly, I think Moshe's keyed into a big part of the problem, the lace, mm. which is not a text- texturally appealing fabric. It could be sheer. As guys, a large part of our arousal is the prospect of running our hands along our partner's body. All right, this guy's creeping me out a little bit at this <laughs> point. Yeah, I was really connecting to him, but... Even at best, high-quality lace is rough enough to contrast unpleasantly with the smooth, supple feel of okay. a woman's skin and curves. My okay, God. he goes on and on. Secondly, this is, these are your people, Mosh. For naturalist-leaning guys <laughs> like Mosh and me, naturalist Well, hold on. You missed a very interesting line. Cheap, <laughs> fast-fashion polyester lace can be sharp enough to cut a guy's hands open. <laughs> Speaking from experience, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> oh, that is hilarious. I was going to skip that part You're for like running sake. your hands up her, la- up her teddy and you're like, ah! <laughs> you look down at stigmata. 
He says beauty is found in the essential human form so that he does seem like a Dahmer type. So the simpler, flatter, and more form-fitting the material of the underwear, I the agree better. with this dude now. Yes, it feels like a little bit too many bells and whistles. The flowiness and, again, often raised textures of lingerie obfuscates the body's shape and runs completely counter mm -hmm. to these minimalist principles. I can get I Oh, can my get God, he has... This. He has one more point that has three points in it. I, this guy's thought about it a lot. Finally, there's the stuffy obstacle, the patriarchal ceremony of it all. Special purpose lingerie implicitly communicates that A, money was spent on this underwear specifically in an effort to objectify the woman and please the male gaze rather than on practical gar undergarments that prioritize comfort. This part I don't care about. It conveys a pressure expectation of having probably very vanilla sex, almost akin to writing an appointment on a calendar. I got, I, I get what this guy's saying Because here. there's nothing sadder than getting all dolled up in your lingerie only to find that your partner happens to not actually be interested or in the mood at the moment. I'm, that's not allowed in our house. Mm -hmm. A man wants to tear, this is point C. The sub point C. Sub point C. Yeah. A man wants to tear a consenting woman's underwear off as soon as possible in a sexual scenario. And toss it aside, not gingerly slip it off and drape it over a velvet <laughs> hanger because it was so expensive and is so delicate. Although I will say, you know, there, a good point. there is something pretty hot about um, underwear on sex. A lot of women don't like it because I guess it's probably pretty uncomfortable. But there's something hot about the underwear stays on and just gets a... Flips to the side? Just flip to the side. Okay. Okay. All right. So that was a one for me. That was a one for me. I'll read the next one. Hey, uh, this is in response to the lingerie discussion. I was never into lingerie for myself. I have had previ various previous ex-girlfriends who would get dressed up from time to time in lingerie, and I sometimes appreciated it, and other times was ambivalent. That said, about a uh, year ago, for a surprise for my then-fiance at Christmas, I got my myself some lingerie. Got myself some lingerie? She fucking loved it. Oh, we're talking... Are we talking... The name's Paul. Okay, it's Paul. Uh, that could mean anything. But then I got a different item, little lingerie undies with wrist cuffs and a bow tie as a sexy butler costume to surprise her for New Year's. Uh, then, over the course of the last year, I've easily built up my co my collection to a dozen items. It was something Is I he never... Is talking about sex toys, too? I don't know. I think he's talking Handcuffs. about... Handcuffs. He's okay. dressing in women's lingerie for his for his now wife. It was something I never thought I'd be into. I'm over 40 now, but the amount of joy it brings my wife is worth it and fun. As a dude, this is something never talked about in my guy circles over the years. Yeah, I would imagine not. <laughs> this is not something that you bring up at the UFC gathering or the foot Super Bowl Sunday. Hey, I've been wearing crotchless panties lately, but maybe other friends wear it, but I do not know. That's fair enough. Maybe a lot of people do this and we just don't know. I don't think lingerie is a must or a high priority, but it's also fun to hang around in for the weekend while making drinks, taking psychedelics, <laughs> listening to music, cuddling and watching movies. Now, I would listen, say just take some silk pajamas. For well, that. I don't know. This guy definitely seems like he is living his best life. He, This dude puts on a butler teddy, crotchless <laughs> panties and eats mushrooms while cuddling and watching movies. I mean, this, this person seems like he's having a really nice life. Okay, all right. Is there one for me here? Let's find out. Hello, Moshe, Natasha, and happy Valentine's Day. Just want to chime in about Moshe's claim that men do not like lingerie. I acknowledge that he requested that only men respond to this question. <laughs> Wait, you did? I did, and I realized that was a mistake. I, I should have had women writing in and telling me to go fuck myself. And yeah, that, that, that's that. why everyone's agreed with you so far. Well, but this is all about... But it is men. for men. No, but, but I... But I, I guess I, also for women. It was a mistake. I should have had women write in. I would have loved to have heard them say, like, we don't wear it for you. 
which is a hilarious idea. It's like, who do you wear it for? Well, she said she chose to ignore your request. The last boyfriend I had whom I dated for four years was so into lingerie that it made me angry. This man would initiate sex, and just as things were getting hot and heavy, he would tell me to go put something sexy on. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I would have to go into the bathroom to buckle into some uncomfortable lingerie set before getting to have sex. See, it should be fun for her, too. She should have had a man like me. I'd be like, it's all good. By the time, that's why it was fun when I wore lingerie under my fur coat to pick you up at the airport. Like I was kind of having a fun time too. That's, that's fun. But you didn't like it. I didn't not like it. That's not true. That's a mischaracterization similar to the fact that I never, ever wake up with you. And I would have to go into the bathroom to buckle into some uncomfortable lingerie set before getting to have sex. By the time I was all dressed up, I wasn't even turned on anymore. He did this probably 90% of the times that we had sex for the first year we dated. I eventually told him it was annoying and we slowed down. But would st he'd still excitedly ask for it on occasion. He should buy her the stuff then. I like so he, so she gets what he's so she doesn't have to have like figuring out what he likes. This woman should have found a way to have functional underwear that was also sexy for him, so that she didn't have to change. She said, "I fucking wish men weren't into lingerie. I guess it's better than a man constantly asking for anal, but still annoying." You know, this is the whole. <laughs> is it better? I mean, it's like you know. <laughs> constantly asking you got to definitely curb well, the that. problem with constantly asking for anal is it implies <laughs> the person on the other end isn't no pun intended isn't into it has already said no many yeah, times so it's like why do you want to i've never understood the idea of wanting to do something the person doesn't want to do right all right I, here's one i re-downloaded instagram just to send you guys a message saying i'm not into lingerie yeah i really don't know why but it's just fine most of the time i'm just excited she's getting naked and don't give a shit about what she's wearing before that wow mosh all right another one tosh I have to agree with Moshe on the topic Dude, this of lingerie. this feels fucking great. I but you, all right, well, I, I mean, I guess it does make sense for men to chime in. As a dude, it's not my thing at all. I've known many women with varying degrees of enthusiasm for lingerie. It makes you feel sexy sometimes. And anecdotally, they all seemed to understand that it was a thing for them and that they could enjoy and find sexy, but that most men could take or leave them. Personally, I find a t-shirt and body shorts way hotter than lingerie. Bo booty shorts. Okay. Uh, you know, I did get a message... Uh, a DM actually where somebody was saying I'm I understand what you're saying about not being into lingerie but what it is good for is it makes my partner feel sexy and I'm into her feeling sexy and that's sexy to me and that I could that I could get with I understand that and I also as an actor as a trained actor uh, and a fine actor um, you know sometimes you'll put a costume on on set and all of a sudden you'll feel like you're in the character mm -hmm. you know it's probably like that a little bit like when you put the sex costume on you're like oh I'm a whore now all right, here's another one. Oh, I like the sen I like the sentence. Moshe's totally wrong. Okay, but at this point, I could we couldn't say I'm totally wrong. I, <laughs> I love lingerie. I feel like most men do. I can be tired or half dead, and if my partner comes out in lingerie, I'm immediately awake. I get what you mean. It is kind of basic. I cannot resist. That's your it's words, like the not his. Strongest. I know the strongest cold brew. Brew. It's sexual meth. I like this. He's I've got never really done meth. It. Wait, have I? No, I haven't. Also, I will say I'm in, I'm in an open relationship. My primary partner wears lingerie and it's great. And the other woman I'm seeming, seeing will not wear it and doesn't even like sexy underwear. And honestly, it's kind of an issue. Don't use my name in this. <laughs> so although Moshe is wrong about lingerie, he is right about the fact that it's okay to have an open relationship. All right. Now, this person's just tangentially grabbing topics we've discussed in the past and just defending his worldview. <laughs> Natasha's right about lingerie, but very wrong on her judgment of relationships that aren't 100% monogamous. I'm By take the way, this I'm not judging anyone. I'm just saying I don't want that. I'm just going to take this as a win for me because in a way he agreed with me. 
Uh, R.E. Lingerie. Hey, Mr. and Mr. Mrs. Logero. Moshe has some hot takes, but this isn't one of them. Every guy my age doesn't get lingerie at all. Oh, hot By hot takes, he means bad takes? I think he means bad takes. I think he miss. Okay, but uh, he's saying I'm right. He, uh, every guy my age Wait, a hot take is bad? Well, I guess, it, yeah, a controversial take, okay. right? Okay. Uh, every guy my age doesn't get lingerie at all. It's just complicated wrapping. Makes me feel like an old-fashioned boomer or something. All right. Okay. Now I, and by the way, um, I love boomers and I want to go. I just want everybody to know I think boomers are cool. Okay. Next one. 40 year old mm. male. You want this one? No, you can read it. Married for 15 years. Moshe is 100% correct. <laughs> Would I be psyched if my wife picked me up from the airport with lingerie under a coat? Hell yes. Am I any more excited about that than I would if she was wearing normal cute underwear? Nope. Exactly, Natasha. This guy gets it. It, I did like it. I thought it was sexy what you were doing, but I didn't think it was sexy because I was like, oh, is that is that the new Stella McCartney um, Lace You Can Feel collection? I was like, oh, this is hot because she's here for hot boning. All right. Well, I don't think we need to read the rest of these. Okay. Lingerie is a bunch of nonsense. It has nothing of value. I'll okay. just read the first sentence of the next uh, five. Taking Moshe's side on this one, Moshe's absolutely correct about lingerie. 100% agree that lingerie is designed for women to feel sexy. I have to side with Moshe on this one. Mm. And then the last one, lingerie doesn't really do anything for me. So, honey. Oh, this was the message I was saying. I'm down with anything that makes my wife feel sexier. From So, from her perspective, lingerie turns me on because it's the confidence. It's a self-reforcing feedback loop. I, I really do agree with that um anyway look what can you uh, lingerie doesn't really do anything for me it has a distinctly 80s playboy vibe it seems like a trope and it doesn't get me riled up i'm all for pretty underwear but at a certain point it starts to become very costumey and the idea of putting on a pre-sex outfit feels silly i agree i agree i agree now i let me clear all right let me say something let me say something let me say let right. us say something at the same time one <laughs> two you ready can i go no we're gonna go together Moshe. yeah all right uh here's the thing we're working all day long as a mother. It's degrading. You're wearing the same shirt with stains on it. Maybe it's nice to, you know, get into something that's sexy and also you be into it. Like this You're person right. says, when I broached the topic with my wife, she told me that she likes it because it makes her feel sexy. If it's more for her, I can get on board with that. Let me say this. Why don't you get on board with it then? Uh, let me say this. I got a few, a few thoughts on that. First of all, it's very interesting that you set it up as... Uh, she's a mother because, as everyone knows, the, the primary demographic of lingerie wearers are um, new moms. <laughs> that's a classic. That's classic. Uh, you don't even start wearing lingerie until you've had a, a couple of children. Uh, but what I will say is I agree with that. I think that that's true. Like, if it, if it makes you feel sexy, I'm into that. I never said lingerie turns me off. I said it doesn't turn me on. It's not like when you're in lingerie, I'm like, Ugh, so get why out would of I want to go to the store? Get, get out of here with that crapola. Why would I want to go to the store and spend all this time getting like a cute, sexy outfit for you when it doesn't turn you on? Because it turns you on. It makes you feel sexy. And I'm into that. I'm not against it. It's not a active turnoff. You know, like the thing you do, you know, how you do the thing where you do the um, you you do the like burps when we sleep together, Most like sure. the child, the schoolhouse burps. You're like, I can do the alphabet and burp language. That is an active turnoff for me. But the lingerie, it's 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 not it's not a turn off. And if anything, honestly, if I'm getting real honest, it's more on the number line towards turn on than turn off. It's just not very far down the line. I mean, because I'm like, oh, sex, sexy sex, cool. Now, you know what is a turn off? Mm. Uh, like a old, you know, like a a a. a a dingy pair of underwear. That's not. I'm not into that. 
I actually think there's a balance out here, which is not costumey lingerie, but just nice underwear. I think every guy would be into that. Not, not the snaps and the you know the the Fredericks of Hollywood, but some just you know, just a mwah, just a mwah. and you know what else would be? Why a re- don't you buy them for for I'm the not. women? You know what would be? A, I'll buy them for women. For the woman in your life, I'll buy them for the women. Uh, you know what would be a huge turn on for me? Hmm. Anal. Could we try that anal? How about anal? All right. Can we take what do you a think call? about anal? Can we take a call? Real quick, could I ask you about anal? <laughs> would anal be a possibility? Could we could we maybe do anal? How about anal? Listen, we have people waiting. All right, let's do it. Let's do a call. But anyway, I feel very gratified that for once... I can't believe you've it. ...you've been shut down so dramatically, it's almost like you borrowed my toothbrush. Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mosh. Remember when you used to have a lunar calendar to figure out when you were ovulating <laughs> and you used to have to uh, shoot hormones into your butt to figure out your fertility? That was really hard. Well, you don't have to do that anymore. The indignity of the past is no more thanks to modern fertility. Knowledge is power, and when you know more, you can make better decisions for your body, your health, and your future. There aren't many decisions bigger than having a kid, but for many women, their fertility is a big question mark. Which is why Modern Fertility was created. It's an easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. Mail it in with a prepaid label and you'll get personalized results within six business days. Traditional hormone testing at a fertility clinic can cost over $600. I paid way more. But Modern Fertility tests the same general set of hormones for only $179. So if you go to modernfertility.com slash honeymoon, you can get $20 off your test. And then you can have a beautiful baby like I have. Well, she doesn't have, we don't have a baby. We've got what, what is known as a big girl. She's actually in the room right now, just in case anybody's wondering why we had to place that caveat in there. Anyway, (laughs) if you want to be like us, go to Modern Fertility. Figure your stuff out. Get $20 off your first fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash honeymoon. That means the test will cost $159. That's a fraction of what it would cost at a fertility clinic. $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash honeymoon. Modernfertility.com slash honeymoon. Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mosh. You know, recently I've been having... um, a, an unbelievably awful ache in my side and I've also been vomiting blood and I thought to myself hey I should go to the doctor and then I thought I'm not going to go to the doctor it's too much of a headache to get an appointment and then I realized wait a minute ZocDoc ZocDoc helps you find expert doctors and medical professionals that specialize in the care you need bleeding from where most your mouth everywhere brother and deliver the type of experience you want I've used ZocDoc before it makes it so convenient you can so read easy. all of the reviews you can find a doctor in your area you can go find a doctor in your area if you want to drive to a doctor you can find a doctor even that day who will zoom with you it's amazing they can get you your prescriptions it's the best because they just show you what's available that day so you don't have to like call clinic after clinic we, we really really recommend ZocDoc. It's for people who are in a rush. It's awesome. On ZocDoc, you'll find quality doctors who will focus on you, listen to you, and prioritize your care. And it's the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. Go to ZocDoc.com slash honeymoon and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's ZocDoc.com slash honeymoon. ZocDoc.com slash honeymoon. Okay, we're going to call Lauren in Portland, Oregon. O'Regan. O'Regan. Hi. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you guys? We're great. Let me ask you a question, Lauren. If we were to come to a live Endless Honeymoon podcast in Portland, do you think you and 200 of your friends would attend? 
Um, I think a lot of people would attend. I, however, am leaving on oh my Friday God. to for a new state. <laughs> for fuck's sake, Lauren, what state? I'm moving to Colorado. We're coming to Colorado then. We're going we're gonna to adjust our plans. Great. Okay, we're adjusting our plans. We'll come see you in Colorado. <laughs> that sounds great. I'd love that. I think Colorado's better anyway. <laughs> I do love a Colorado. Remember we took that beautiful trip to Colorado, Natasha? Yes, I loved it. We had, one, we had the best time. Hot springs galore. Let's go back. All right, maybe we will. <laughs> Uh, so what's going on? Okay, so the context of this is basically that I just got out of a, a little bit of a rough relationship uh, of a person that I basically hated the whole time. <laughs> and I kind of like stayed in it because I kind of would keep hearing from like friends and family, like how much they liked him or they thought he was a good fit for me or things like this. So I just kind of kept thinking like, okay, maybe I'm jumping the gun or I should give him a chance and just kind of staying in it longer. And so now after the fact, now that we're broken up and moved on, I'm hearing now from all my friends, like how much they hated him and how horrible he was. And so my, <laughs> <laughs> so my question is basically just like moving forward. Like how do I ask my friends and family like for their honest opinions while I'm in the moment and like what? expressing that that's what I want and need from them. <laughs> you know, I, I, it's rare on this podcast that we have such a slam dunk of easy advice, but this is so unbelievably easy, which really? is y y to me, which is <laughs> you should probably stop asking. Why do you need the opinion of your uh, friends and family on the people you're dating mm -hmm. in order to find out if you like them? Why don't you trust your own instinct? You didn't like the guy. Because she feels she's been made to feel that she must have really bad instincts because of how yeah. big of a loser this last one was. Yeah, but lucky, lucky, yeah. lucky you you have all the evidence you need, which is you can't rely on their opinion anyway. So no, you're right. So what the fuck does it matter? You know what you like, <laughs> who you like, you know, the people that surround you will be dishonest with you about what they think of the people you're dating. So you get to trust yourself. I just think that's so easy. But like, isn't it a thing where we like pick up? I don't even, I guess I second guess my own self, which is why I look for outside advice. I, I don't know. Like, I just feel like, like if I'm only looking for red flags and then I cut it off early all the time and then I finally find someone who's like other people aren't seeing red flags and so they're giving I don't know I just felt like it was very like confusing to get such an opposite reaction from everybody after the fact well I think that you know I've I've gotten into this situation where I've told a friend you know oh god I, I fucking hated her she was evil I you know I'm so glad you guys broke up and then they're back together in three weeks a classic that's a, I would say that's a true classic and then I just have learned to not say stuff you know yeah. but that's like that just takes a while and you can't like but you could mention to your friends if they say anything maybe on this one don't don't ask for advice and you know what do they know about your relationship and if they say something well you know you that like last guy you know and just say like yeah you know I, I would love it if you didn't bring that up you know i'm i'm moving i'm moving on i find that there is no value in in getting the opinion of your friends and family about whether or not they dislike the person that you dislike the only value for me in, in in hearing from my family is when I like someone and they go, oh, I really think she's cool. That makes me feel more confident. That makes me feel better. Oh, awesome. I'm glad that I, it's not just me that likes her. It's everybody else too. But this, the, the idea that you need external support to make the, to fix your, your picker. I mean, that just doesn't even make sense. I, to me, I understand the instinct. It's not, I, I, I sympathize with Talk the to instinct. a therapist. But 
that's step two for sure. <laughs> I mean, you have what you have in your life are people that have proven to you that you cannot trust. Them. <laughs> uh, what was the red flag with the guy? Oh, I mean, he's pretty bad. Like he's actually a narcissist and we had some, we live in Hollywood, honey. Like you're not really allowed here if you're not a right. narcissist. A narcissist to us, or we're both narcissists and we love it. We think it's actually a positive personality trait. Um, uh, I, just I don't think, think you guys are this bad, but <laughs> I think the idea that you knew you were dating a narcissist and needed somebody else to tell you, yeah, he's he's a narcissist. You need to get out of this. That's the bigger issue here. The bigger issue is not whether or not you can trust your friends and family. The bigger issue is why you don't trust yourself. Ooh, goddamn, coming in hot with some Dear Abby type uh, Dr. Phil advice over here. So get out there, meet some guys, take it slow. Don't tell the new boyfriends what a lame narcissist your ex was like try to like just really move on in a lot of ways I think talking about it expands it you know so you know just for at least you can't control if someone brings it up to you but you can control you bringing it up and it takes some self-discipline but I think that would be good for you here's what I learned okay. in my dating of Natasha uh, and my whole dating life it and here's what therapy actually helped me with um is I needed to forget other people. Other people are valueless. They they're not they're not in the relationship with the person. They're only seeing the projection that the person's bringing when they go out to like you know uh, fuddruckers or whatever with you. You know they're trying to impress these people, so they can't even get. Even if your friends were trustworthy, which they clearly aren't, they're all out to get you. Uh, you couldn't trust them anyway because they're not getting a, a real picture of the person. What I got out of therapy was I was able to differentiate in my mind the noise that was my neurosis that every woman I ever dated, it would come up, you know, where I, I could identify, I could identify, oh, this is bullshit that my mind is telling me. Like, you know, it was, because it was never really clear. It would always be like, you got to get out of this now. That would be kind of the, the extent of, of, of the, the, the fear. And then I could, then I could start to trust my own instincts. Like once I could identify the parts of my mind that would try to sabotage a relationship that were just my own fucked up relationship problems, then I could actually do a real assessment of the person I was with, you know? And when I get to narcissist, it's like, that's clearly when it's time to press eject. All right, well, good luck. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. We'll see you in Colorado. Heck yeah. Okay, that sounds great. We love Colorado, <laughs> and we're not going to go to Portland now. <laughs> My sister's still in Portland, okay. so maybe come and, and say to hi to her. We're going to Portland. We'll be in Portland. And you know the <laughs> other thing is you can always call us and ask us about the next guy because we will give you the real. We don't care. We don't care about your feelings. All right. All right. I'll hold you to it. <laughs> Thank All right. You. Sounds good. Bye. Good luck. Bye. Thank you, guys. It is true. Like, I bet part of it is her bringing it up and asking her friends. You know, like, you just have to stop talking. Well, about we've it. all been in that situation where you go, oh, yeah, that person did suck. I'm so glad you saw that. And then a week later, they're like, oh, we're engaged. You're like, well, fuck, I just fucked everything up. Yeah. But no, I think f you go to therapy to figure out what part of your you is sabotaging every relationship and then what's left over is your real feeling about that person and you know what was left over with you natasha hmm. that i liked you oh thanks i like you too all right why don't we do another call that one was so quick and to the point okay hey tosh yeah Mosh. have you noticed lately that there's been a great shift in reality where everyone feels a collective ennui life feels hopeless and basically depression feels like the default reality you're joking well i might not feel that way but a lot of people do if you're feeling down and you know what even if you're not feeling down you just feel like you need somebody to talk to to work through some mental health 
crisis that you're in right now, there is no better time to find a therapist than right now and no easier way to find one than through Talkspace. At Talkspace.com, you can sign up online and get a personalized match with a provider that's right for you, typically within 48 hours. There's no need to commute to appointments, miss time at work, or line up childcare in order to attend sessions. It's mental health care made easy. Listen, I get it. It's difficult to commit to going to a therapist. It's difficult to rouse yourself from your lethargy. The misery you know is better than the misery you don't know. So you just stay in that misery, but you don't have to be miserable anymore and you don't even have to leave your house. Talkspace comes to you through your computer. And not only is Talkspace affordable and it takes in-network insurance as a listener of this podcast this is big you'll get a hundred dollars off your first month with talkspace when you go to talkspace.com slash honeymoon a hundred dollars that's crazy to match with a licensed therapist today go to talkspace.com slash honeymoon to get one hundred dollars off your first month and show support of the show and listen therapy it really does work and it works fast. Yeah, I've been telling Natasha she needs therapy all week long and she's real close. We have to been committing. in therapy together and it helps. That's true. Our therapist is awesome and we see him on the screen and he d- we don't have to drive anywhere. It is the best. Talkspace.com slash honeymoon. Uh, let's maybe this will challenge us. Let's call Nick and Emily from Boston. Hey, how's it going? Good. Thanks for calling in. Oh. Uh, you you guys almost match. Yeah, you almost look like you're the same person. <laughs> That's very Weird. interesting. We were just talking about narcissists, and you guys must be narcissists because you're dating your uh, gender opposite but physical exact. I mean, this is like a chimera. I love this. You're well matched. Uh, what's how can we help you? Uh, we've we've been facing a dilemma when it comes to like marriage. Mm. where we we don't know how to do it because I don't want a ring. What do you mean? I, don't, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't wear them. Like, don't I don't like them. You physically want a ring. I feel like they're like, they're like dirty a little bit, like mm. underneath. Do you want a commitment from him? I think we're both down, right? Like we're, yeah. I think we're, we're down for everything, but it's, it's like, why spend a bunch of money on this thing that like at best I would just probably lose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I see that you're wearing earrings. Is Do you ever wear necklaces? Oh, I'd wear a necklace. Yeah. We've talked about that. You, would you call yourself a classic romantic? <laughs> <laughs> what, we're, we're both romantics. I don't know about classic. Uh, what, what about you guys look, what What are you into? Like skinny puppy, Marilyn Manson kind of a thing? Is that your kind of musical energy? No. No? What are you into? Nah. He DJs, can't you tell? He's like an amateur DJ? Definitely not a DJ. Okay, good. What, what, um, like what are you into? I, bright eyes. Friday, okay, Paula, so kind of emo situation. Okay, great. Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy. There okay, we go. So they like Weird cool music. Yeah. Why? Why? I mean, the classic thing to do for cool alternative folks like the two of you, who are in the situation where you've realized that the ring is just a bacterial collection <laughs> device, a five thousand dollar bacterial collection <laughs> device, is to get a tattoo, like a little finger tattoo. What? What about that? That's a commitment thing. I mean, you could get like. You Listen, could, the she just keeps like huffing, and I think. Do you think there is maybe something to giving off in your social life? The you know, it, mm. it, people a ring does mean something. You know, it makes men a lot, a lot, not all men, but it does make men kind of like thank cons- you. consider you in this category that 
you're not on the market. You Thank know? you for saying not all men, because that's how I feel about it. Not all men will avoid a married woman when it comes to flirtation. <laughs> no, I understand that. But I'm just saying, you know, you're hot and he obviously wants you to wear a ring to say that you you belong to him. Um, <laughs> Natasha, would you consider yourself a classic romantic? <laughs> I don't know that that's what it's about. Chris. No, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm exaggerating. But, you know, I think it's I nice. I think you're right. I think you're right. I think it's I think it's helpful. It's like helpful to be taken like in a professional environment, just like have that completely taken off the table. So you can say it. How about I'm married in uh, tattoo cursive across your chest and then you could just pull it down when somebody flirts with you at a bar. That could be cool. Functional. Wait, what do you how about the uh, I have two ideas here. I have a question. Yes, go ahead. Do you guys want a wedding? Like a small party, probably. Yeah. What, what if she's you... nodding? She's saying no. No, I'm not saying no. Okay. I'm not saying no. I just I'm I think the whole thing is like a racket. I I got it. I mean, this seems seems obvious and you probably already know this on some level, but what is obvious to me is that neither of you are hyper traditional people, right? Even though you live in Boston, uh which was a, which was a huge mistake if you wanted to go away from traditionalism because Boston kind of the classic tea party kind of home of the American ideal. But you guys are alternative weird people. And you have, but so you're taking all I would the, call you cool, not weird. No, but. I'm saying that in a positive way. I, I, I mean that as a compliment. But you're taking these uh, trappings of this hyper-traditionalist uh, uh, structure, which this racket, uh, and going, I don't, that doesn't apply to me. That doesn't apply to me. That doesn't apply to me. This sucks. Maybe this isn't going to work for me. But obviously the answer is for you to just grab the, the plate of the marriage racket, toss it on the ground, shatter it, and recreate your own thing. Hire a tattoo artist to come uh, officiate your ceremony and do the tattoo as a part of the ceremony. Um, you know, do a, do a, have, have an Ozzy Osbourne impersonator, you know, come sing at the, at the, like just whatever it that is. That would be awesome. It sounds awesome. Like, and have what, a cool party and have it like mean something to the two of you. Cause that's all that marriage really is. And I think, you know, if, if you don't have any sort of ceremony or any sort of symbol that you're not just what you are now, which is boyfriend and girlfriend, What's the point of getting married? You know, like it's it's just a deeper commitment. So maybe just discussing or f what could that be? And it could be something ironic or whatever, you know, but I think it is nice to what, have something. what you got to do to put it in terms that you can understand is you have to bite the head off the bat of institutionalized marriage. OK, <laughs> and just like if, if a ring doesn't work, get a tattoo. If a tattoo doesn't work, don't do a ring. If a, if a necklace works, try a necklace. If a, like whatever it is, you make, can get a, like a local artist to make you like a ketubah like that we have where it's totally. like you can like write out like a poem or something and then have it framed and it's at maybe at the ceremony at your par party. Maybe the Aussie guy can do it, but something that's like, you know, it could be your own vision. There was this rabbi um, in San Francisco called Michael Lerner. And he used to have this uh, line. This isn't going to apply to you exactly, but I think there's this, uh, a metaphor in it, which is he would, he said, you know, people always come to me and they say, I don't believe in, I don't believe in a, in a, a God, like a man in the sky, whatever. And he would have this line. He would say, why would you allow the God that you don't believe in to keep you from finding the God that you could believe in. Now we're not talking about God here. But we're talking about like traditionalism, which is kind of a similar thing. Why would you allow the marriage that feels false and unromantic to you to keep you from finding the wedding or the marriage that does feel meaningful? And, and you know what I'm saying? So like toss everything away, fuck what other people think. If it comes down to, to it, you know, you don't have to do a ring at all. Just find something that feels meaningful to you.
I think you wrote it already. I think we need to smash plates and bite the heads off of a couple bats. It sounds awesome, <laughs> honestly. It sounds like a cool. It sounds like and a cool way. Take some pictures and frame it and look at it when you drink coffee in the morning and know that you're now, t- you know, married. Because what is marriage really is like it's a declaration. Uh, if you don't do a shotgun wedding, which is also a beautiful thing, but even that in a way, it's just a declaration in front of your community that you've uh, you, that you've transferred into a different dimension of connection right and then people stop calling him your boyfriend right because no one really takes boyfriend that seriously so he's your husband yeah i like it or 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 your uh high warlock and you'll be his high priestess as i can i'm kind of guessing is going to go down find it make it your own that's what i say yeah fuck a ring fuck a ring actually that'd be a hot that would be a really cool wedding ceremony if the two of you both fucked a ring (laughs) in front of the community all right. Well, the same ring or different rings? Well, you got to, like I said, you got to make this meaningful to you. So I can't make these rules for you. I'm Jewish. So it'll be it's the true. same. It's like a figure eight. Like infinity oh, that's and- really nice. You guys fucking, uh, you guys have a golden uh, infinity symbol forged. And then the inside of it, uh, kind of like with velvet and Vaseline and silicone. And you both fuck <laughs> it. You both fuck it in front of your community to declare that you're more than just boyfriend, girlfriend. That sounds beautiful. I- I told my dad that we were doing this podcast and he was like, I hope it doesn't get too raw. <laughs> well, <laughs> have him tune in just to the part about you guys fucking a figure eight symbol. And also, I think you guys are going to have a good uh, life together. You both seem really fun. Yeah, because Thank what? Thank you guys so much. Yeah, for sure. Right. What is marriage? Our marriage is just creating a community for the two of us. Like, what is our life going to be like? What's our rules going to be like? So you start with the wedding. Start with the marriage. Make your own thing. I love this. No jewelry. No oh. jewelry. Do whatever you I, want. I think I got married so Moshe would surf less. Now he has to like ask permission to surf. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you so much. Bye. Bye-bye. They were sweet. Yeah. I mean, she doesn't want to wear a ring. Yeah. Who cares? But I do think it's like, you can't just be like, okay, we're basically married. I don't right. know. It's not no, very, no, no, no. It kind there of feels some... like that would get old. Well, there's two ways to think about getting married. One is I'm buying into this like really hyper basic you know, conveyor belt of humanity thing that everybody does. God, how boring. But you can flip that and you can say, wow, how beautiful that I am uh, entering into this like tradition that every uh, society and humanity does. And I'm like declaring in this very like uh, fundamentally human way that I am, this is the person that I love. And you Mm kind of declare that before your community. There's something I think that is nice about that. But definitely don't allow the things about marriage or anything in life that turn you off to keep you from doing something that turns you on. Find your own find your own way. Get yourself some lingerie. Get yourself some lingerie. I wonder what they think about lingerie. They're into it. Yeah, they probably like black denim lingerie, like old like death metal, Norse metal kind of lingerie. I'm excited for their wedding. I, I want to go to it, actually. I want to see them fuck that figure eight. Uh, Natasha, uh, before we get off, um, I just want to tell you that I love you, and I have one big question for you. What's that? You Like, would you be done with Anna? <laughs> At all? Just a little anal? I anal you too. I anal you. 